When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Roger. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you have? I respect your opinions. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Giggs on football. Happy New Year's 2023. First show of the year. We've had a little break. I've been ill for about a year, it seems like. Family's been ill, but it's all good. We're back. We've got so much to talk about football-wise. I'm gonna, I've got some hot takes today, so I'm either going either gonna to get ridiculed or people are going to get on board with my hot takes. People probably won't like some of them, but there we go. That's what it's about. It's all about opinions. Um, just while we wait for the, the late comers, as it were, a little Super 6 update for our charity Super Section Prediction League. Uh, in our last update, before we broke up for Christmas, Rodri had forgotten his predictions. I had a meagre 10-point 10, 10 lead. I was very uh, professional, very subtle about it. I didn't want to make it worse. So um, how have we done since then? Well, Rodri is a total score of 187 points, but I am triumphantly, no less unbelievably, tremendously, stupendously on 210 points, which has increased my lead, doubled my lead and then some to 23 points. Rodri has well and truly bottled it. He's done a Kevin Keegan. He's gone too soon. It's all over. He's not even halfway yet. Yeah. I know, mate. It's funny, <laughs> though, isn't it? 
kill the Jets a bit. <laughs> but I want to give a big shout out to Cardiff City legend Cohen Griffith. He's uh, managed to stay top of the main league all over Christmas. Got an impressive 277 points and he turned 60 over Christmas. So happy birthday to Cohen. And uh, all you need to, I'm coming for you, Cohen. I've only got like 67 points to make up on you by the end of the season. Easy work. The four I'm in. It's been unreal. But uh, next round, three o'clock Saturday. Don't forget. Let's see how the next round goes. We'll do our predictions at the end of today's show. But uh, as you can hear, I am joined by uh, ex-Salford City, ex-FC United, and of course, ex-Banger City winger, Mr. Rodri Giggs. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm good, mate. You? Yeah, good. And finally, like, feel all right again. And um, I've been itching to get stuck in tonight. Did you have a good Christmas and all that malarkey? Yeah, yeah, it was all right. It's quiet. I, I, had, I had a bit of a toothache, so I was on antibiotics and I couldn't drink. Yeah, that's a, we didn't even, like, literally, like, we normally got my in-laws on Christmas Day and stuff. And, like, on the Wednesday before Christmas Day, all five of us were still ill. And it was just, like, we're going to have to just call it, like, and just sort of leave it. But because it was so late in the day, we didn't have no Christmas food or nothing in. And like there was you know not a lot left in the shops and stuff. So we, I think Christmas Day we had like a curry or something at ours. And <laughs> it was just it was really weird. Like first first year in my 40 years on the planet, I have never had a Christmas dinner over the whole of Christmas. But um it's only been the last couple of days where like we've been feeling all right, like and got up and you know, gone been out and about and getting back to it. It's just been one of them things, just wouldn't shift six weeks, four weeks. Well, I had it four weeks, my missus six, and the boys were all like pretty much the same as well. So brutal. But there we go. Let's get on to the good stuff, mate. There's uh, obviously lots and lots to discuss. We will uh, we'll get to, to your club who are having a continue in their fine form, but not just the form, their per- performances, I think, have been very impressive. Um, and uh, we'll have a little talk about that. But I wanted to ask you a couple of questions, first of all, about some other clubs in the Premier League and managers, as it were. Um, so first question, has, Anton, has Antonio Conte already had enough of Daniel Levy and do you see him seeing out his contract at Spurs? Yes and no. Yes, yes he's had enough of him, but no, you don't see him seeing out the contract, is it? <clears throat> do I see him? See him I, I actually do. Uh, I just don't see him renewing it. They're, they're, they're not going to give him what he wants, are they? No, um, and he's in a he's a manager. He's like Mourinho. If you give him what he wants, he'll 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 produce uh, trophies. We've seen that over in the past. So yeah, I just um, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but I don't see him staying there because uh, they don't fork out. And you know, will Harry Kane stay there? He's, he's got a year left after this year. Will they keep him? I will think. You know, Daniel Levy's got a decision to make. Will, will he keep him for a year, let him go for free? Or will he get rid of him with a year left? So, uh, he'll only be 30. So, he's still got two, three, four years, good years left. He's not the quickest, but, you know, he scores goals. So Yeah, so- I think he's shown for, with England as well, Harry Kane, that he can adapt his game a bit as well. To He can play like a number 10 role almost when he gets older and still do a pretty good job. Like, I was very impressed. And as you know, I'm not the biggest, like, Harry Kane fan. I don't rate him 
up there with the Lewandowski's and the Mbappe's and the people like this. But what I thought it, I was really impressed by in the World Cup was his passing range. Like I thought he was really clever with England, whether it was coming deep and just little flicks around the corner for the runners or spreading the ball out wide. Just thought he, he showed that he had a bit about him, a bit of a football mind, which I think is good. But, you know, he's and he bagged a few goals for Spurs. So he's obviously hasn't been too affected by missing that penalty, which sent England out. But for me, if he wants to win trophies, which he obviously does, I think at the end of this contract, or like you say, in the summer, he's going to have to go because Daniel Levy's never going to give a manager like a Conte or Mourinho the money they want and the backing they want to go and play the way they want and then in turn win trophies. And then on the other hand, unless he can get someone like when he had Pochettino who can do it, you know, with a bit of wheeling and dealing, but also is pretty tactically sound. I just can't see Spurs being up there, especially when you look at the teams now, like Arsenal look like they've got a really balanced, strong squad. Newcastle have got all the money in the world, but they're already up there at this moment in time, just after Christmas. Man City, we know about them. Liverpool, you'd expect to get themselves in order. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Um, and again, as like I said, United have been impressive already and uh, Ten Hag and if they get new owners who can then back him in the transfer market, you'd expect them to go even further. So suddenly Spurs really look under pressure. You, you struggle to see how they're going to compete with those teams because they're never going to spend the same amount of money. So then it's all about getting the, the right manager. And is Conte the right manager if you are not going to give him money, basically, is the, the question. And I don't know if well, he is. He's not going to stay there if he's not going to give him what he wants. That's that's pretty, pretty plain, that. He's not going to mess about. Um, yeah, he made that clear the other day, didn't he? he yeah, so uh... it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big, big summer for, for Tottenham. A lot of decisions to make. Will there be a new manager going? Harry Kane, like I've just mentioned, only got a year left. Um, so, yeah, they've spent a little bit of money with Tarleton, but, you know, he's he picked up a few injuries. Um Kulakeski or whatever his name, what's it, whatever his name is, is he's decent, but he's not been playing. Uh, so even Son, Med, I think you know, not been great as he this year. Yeah, but you'd expect him like he's shown pretty consistent. Yeah, he's still a very good player. So and I, but again, these players, Med, they got to ask the questions, haven't they? If they want to win trophies, it's like when do you? draw the lines you just keep sticking out with this club and you keep going and going and then suddenly you're 32 and the big clubs don't want to touch you because you're too they've classed you as too old well this is he's gonna leave this is the time to leave if he doesn't leave here then he's gonna see out his career in Tottenham or uh, and and then uh probably see out his career being potless so I'd expect him to move yeah and I think Daniel Levy would be reluctant to let him go for free He's a so, selling more sign of a new contract, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and like on that, um, on the sort of managerial front, still, uh, I saw an interesting conversation between some Liverpool fans on social media over the weekend. Um, Liverpool have been very hit and miss this year. Obviously, they've signed Gakpo, so you'd expect him to have a bit of an impact. But um, do you think we are at the at are we in the process of seeing an end of an era 
uh, and the Klopp and Liverpool. Like, do you think this is the beginning of him leaving? Not saying he's going to leave immediately, but is this the sort of start of the end of that relationship? Do you think? I think it could be. Yeah, I think it could be. I think, uh, uh, and I say that because they've got a lot of old players. A lot of old players. Um, Henderson's getting on now. Milner's getting on now. Um, I'm hearing Van Dyke won't be there for much longer. Uh, he's got some fitness problems as well, haven't he? Like long term. I, I, I just think he's getting bored. I think he's getting bored now. He just wants a new challenge. That's what it looks like. He's just like going through the motions, but that could be wrong. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go like to a Barcelona or Madrid or something, just to experience <clears throat> that side of things. I, I, would, I would more, more, yeah, someone like that, or AC Milan or Bayern Munich. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, he's, they've got they've got a big t- and and the players that they've got like Harvey Elliott, um, Thiago, um, Fabinho as well. There's another kid there as well that's small and petite they're not the biggest um do you so... reckon though like you know you mentioned the the players which are aging they're still big players for them like oh yeah they are still big players, in the big but... games they still turn to those players and i think the, it's not the big games you're worrying about it's the games in between you know the the, the, the brightons the brentfords the the the, the west Ham's, that not these kind of teams yeah, which a couple Crystal of years Palace. ago they were brushing aside, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and now they're not. So, because and they've got and in fact they've had a few injuries. They're, they're, yeah, um, Diaz is out. Um, Firmino's been out for a bit. They've had some injuries, but you know you'd expect them to cope with that. But um, just this year, you know they're still what that is they're still fifth or sixth. Yeah, so they, they, they look so inconsistent compared to the teams around them. They, they do, but they can still take points off the top teams. So, yeah, uh, I won't, I won't, I won't count them out just yet. I was surprised to see, you know, like a few Liverpool fans sort of saying, you know, at the end of this season they wouldn't be disappointed if they they kind of shook hands and Klopp left. Like I no, thought, that I'd be surprised no, I, by that. See, I disagree with that. He's, he's earned the right to. To, if if he wants to 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 be given the time to build another team, that's what you've got to do. Yes. So um, you know, Ferguson went through some bad time. Not to say bad time. They still finished second, or I think the the the, the, the lowest they finished it in, in. Especially when Ryan was there, I think the the, the lowest they finished were third. So. Mm. Um, he re- kept rebuilding sides. He didn't kept he? rebuilding though and rebuilding, but but he still didn't get lower than third. So it's and he's still a long way off yet. Like I say, he's not even halfway yet. And uh, that Darwin Nunes, I'm pretty sure he'll come strong in because when you when you get all them chances and chances and and his pace, uh, I think he'll come good. It's just it's just a a time process with him. But it's the other things around you need to sort out. Yeah, fans want instant, um, instant yeah, success. Exactly, exactly. Like, like, everyone's getting stronger. Arsenal getting stronger. Um, City, obviously, City, City. Chelsea will get stronger. United are getting stronger. So, you know, Newcastle now entering the frame. We'll be having a strong team, a good manager, and a and an endless pot of money. So, it's good. 
Interesting. James Cox, James Costley says uh, Liverpool fans would have taken uh, what he won before and without a doubt an extra Champions League, first Premier League title. They'd have jumped to that right away. But if, for me, it's like, all right, say Liverpool decide he's taken us as far as they can. Who are they going to bring in that's better than Klopp? Yeah. Honestly, like there's no there's there's nobody out there on his level. I just like, don't understand why you'd move on from him. Why? No. Why? Because move the players on. Yeah, it's just, just, it's, it's natural. It's just, you've got a, you, the thing is with Ferguson, he's seen it, so he, 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 he kind of, he always had that good blend. Mm. Well, the one thing he always used to do is whenever he'd win a Premier League or a Champions League or whatever, he that was when they spend more money. Yeah. It was when they won something. When they yeah. often, when they didn't win a trophy, which was rare under Ferguson, in fairness, that was when they didn't tend to spend as, as much. Like it was uh, quite interesting. Um, yeah, do you, th- do you think there's any way Liverpool miss out on top four this year? Because I think it's a danger now. <coughs> they are uh, seven points behind uh, United in fourth and Newcastle uh, in third because they're on the same point. Uh, I, I, st- I, st- I still think they'll, they'll finish fourth. I don't think Newcastle will finish fourth. I don't, so you, don't think... You don't think Newcastle will get top four. That's interesting to me because Newcastle, are just their form is unreal. It, it um, is, but everyone has a dip, um, and they haven't had one yet. Everyone has a dip. Everyone, everyone. Here's my next question: When are Arsenal going to shit the bed? Because they always do, but they don't look like they're in it at the moment. Although Arteta lost the They did it this week. They dropped two points at home against Newcastle. What interesting now, 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 now they've got Chelsea. Um, United, City, all coming up the next, next all the next four or five games. That all they've got. So, and United have got City next. I think they've got Arsenal. They've got Chelsea. So, all there's some points are going to be took off each other. But whoever comes out that, if they come through that Arsenal, then I'd be very impressed. But they have got the next four games. Let me, can you get it up? What? Yeah, I'll get it now. But like, do you know? Do you know? Because I've been waiting for them. Because they always do. You know, they always. Whenever they've done well over recent years, they've they just come to a point where they just completely lose the plot and it goes all horribly wrong, doesn't it? And I've been waiting for it. So their next game, next league game, uh, Sunday fifteenth of January, Tottenham. Then the following Sunday, they've got United, uh, Everton, Brentford, Man City, Villa, Leicester. So there's a lot of winnable games there, but they play Tottenham, Man City. Uh, United. It's um, it's interesting. But one thing which inter- another thing which interested me about that game against Newcastle was that Arteta lost the plot. So I he, was looking he, at that. He always gets like that in games. He he, he needs to just relax. He gets too hyper. But just, do you think that was because of who the opponents were that he got? No, so I think worried. it's like no. I think he's like that every game. Obviously, Newcastle uh, are in in the mix, so it gives that ad- added little bit of spice, but. The way he acts, he's just like, mate, relax, relax. You're just like an absolute Duracell bunny on the line. Just chill out. Yeah, yeah. I think the Premier League, mate, is fascinating this year because City are just very... up. Like, City will go and win three, four in a row and then they'll lose one, draw one. You know when it comes to the crunch, City can win 15 games in a row. You say that, 
But they haven't had they haven't put together a run like that yet this year. No, they haven't, but and we're halfway. Saying, when it comes to the end of the season, right, with this is what we need, and everyone zones in, that's mm. what they've done the last two seasons. We've yeah. really on the on the on the case. The last they've actually in the last twelve or thirteen games and they've done it. Mm. So they can do that. They've done it. Um can other teams do that? I don't know. So um a friend of mine is a is a United fan, and he asked me to ask you this. He says he is adamant that if United win, if United can take four points from City and Arsenal, which is their next two league games, he says that United could challenge for the title this year. I think this year will be too soon, but he kind of <laughs> the way he looks at it is he said he looked look at what Ten Hag has done already. By the end of the season, they should be even more kind of bought into his tactics. They should be utilising his tactics more. Every single player in the squad has improved in it under him, including players who look like they were on their way out, like Juan Bissaka. Like, I do think, I actually think Juan Bissaka will still go in January, but you can't deny that he's come back in the side and played really well. The problem they might have in with those two big games before they play in that, they've got a League Cup quarterfinal and the FA Cup uh, third round was so where they're going to have to rest players, but and also we want Cup to keep the momentum. They've got Carabao Cup in there as well. Yeah, yeah. So they got Charlton in the quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup and they've got the FA Cup against Everton, which I'm sure they'll rotate. But also, Van, uh, Ten Hag will want to keep that momentum going because there's a feel-good factor. I have been very, very impressed with how quickly... Since that Brentford game, when it's almost like Ten Hag, he gave all Maguire, um, Ronaldo, whoever, all these players a chance at the start of the season. And then that Brentford game, he's gone, right, you've had your chance. And he got Casemiro in within 48 hours of that game. And since that game, you've seen a very different way of playing. You've seen him take out like the... You've seen his discipline, the discipline side of it. He's taken no mess in from players. If they're late for meetings, like Rashford the other day, dropped. Ronaldo done that stupid interview, gone. Like whoever you are, whether or Ganacho, the youngster, the he had a problem at the start of the year with his attitude, so he didn't play. So it doesn't matter if you're a youngster or you're Ronaldo. Everybody uh, has got to do as Ten Hag says, or you don't. You're out. And that is a very Fergie way of thinking. And I've been impressed with how he's handled all the bullshit off the pitch. But more so, the way they have improved on the pitch, I don't think that there's any way United win the Premier League this year. However, especially if they get new owners by April time, I saw some people saying uh, the other day, if, they get, if they've got new owners in by the summer and they finish third or fourth, I think they could compete next year because I think the basis is there. Casemiro, excellent. What a sign and he has been. Um, he has been a, the, the difference maker for me. But then, do you know what, mate? Sorry. Going on about um, Nunes from Liverpool. I've seen a, a few United fans moaning about Anthony. And it's like the guy uh, is obviously doesn't speak a lot of English. Has come over from the Dutch League. Is Brazilian. I think he's 21 or 22. Like, of course, he's going to have a bit of trouble adapting. And, like, I don't think he's been terrible, but I don't think he's been 
you know unbelievable either. But are you surprised that there's some social media fans slagging him off already? Uh, no, not really. That, that's not his fault, it's really. It's the price tag, but um, the, the manager knows him better than anyone. So, mm. um, I, I'm not worried about it at all. He's, he's, he's obviously, you know, if he's not been playing well, he, he's dropped him. So, and, and he's got good position, good competition in that in them areas. You know, you've got Rashford now, Ganacho's come into the scene, Marshall can play there. Got Sancho working away in the back in the back scenes, and then obviously Anthony Bruno can play there. Alanga. So Alanga, so they've got they've got good options. So if he's not performing, he, he won't play. So and he's Do been stick, and he's been sticking with him and sticking with him. He's had a good start, but he's tailed off a bit. But that's 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 normal. That some some players hit the ground running. It does remind you a bit of Ronaldo when he turned up. You know, a bit of a show pony. And mm. you, just, you just got to kick it out of him. Yeah, so in, in with the question my mate put is, do you think there's any way United could win the league this year under Ten Hag? Yeah, I do. It is possible. It is possible because I only say that because if City keep on this trend of of not doing what they're doing, if City get the rats together, then no chance. Yeah. But if City continue to do this, then it it, it could it get opens it up, doesn't it? It could get exciting, yeah. But I still think we'll be a little bit short because we haven't got that centre forward. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Um, like, uh, Will asks, do you think uh, Fernandez ups his game where a bit more now Ronaldo's gone? I think um, there's something think, to be said for it. I think the stats show that, don't they? So I don't think it, it's just I just don't know. But just obviously, listen, some get some players don't fit and some do you know when when mm. Dwight York and Andy Cole come it looked like they've been playing for together for years they, they only just met and mm. uh, so sometimes it clicks and sometimes it doesn't and this is obviously one of them but they, they obviously they're still putting out high performances but you know the assist the goals it's there to see um, yeah he obviously performs better without him and, uh, and it's probably the better option because he's a younger no, he's more or less captain every week now when Maguire doesn't play. Um, United yeah, he's, he's, a real, he's a real United players. player as well, Bruno. Yeah. He's a real United player. He does wind me up a bit because he's always whinging and moaning. If I played with him, then he would get told straight. But Because um, <laughs> all that waving in the air. It's because he wants it, isn't it? Yeah, I understand, um... that. I understand that, but... You know, I don't do it when you don't pass the ball. No one else does it. Why are you doing it? It do yeah. me. It's happened to me before, and I, I, I end up. What I end up doing is <clears throat> doing the same to them, mm-hmm. but I do it on 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 asset on like double fold. So mm-hmm. I'll be over the top of it. Yeah, and they'll say, "Why?" Well, I'm saying, "I'm doing. I'm just treating you the way you treating me. You stop mm-hmm. doing it, and then I'll stop doing it, and eventually you stop doing it." So. That's how yeah. I dealt. That's how I dealt with it. It, it really does me in. There's no need to do it. Yeah, I think um, I think United look an absolute different side with Fernandez. Whenever Fernandez is on the bench, I do think there's a little bit less um, creativity in that area. But on the other hand, of that I I said to you after the game the other day, Casemiro for me is. He's world class. Said. He's, he's, he's a steady, isn't he? Yeah, he's, well, he's world he's world class CDM, mate. Right, that's what he's there for. But 
he's actually a phenomenal box-to-box midfielder. Like I've been watching him closely, like in the World Cup and over these couple of games since he's been back, and he is like when he pushes forward, he's got yeah. vision, speed, strength. It's really, really clever footballer. And then, name me, name me, name me a player who's got five champions. Name me a steady Eddie who's got five Champions League medals. <laughs> it's just, a, it's just a joke. Ah, mate. Um, since you said on this show that uh, Luke Shaw was finished at United, he's turned into prime Maldini. Um, he has well, been yeah, phenomenal, mate. You did. You knew this. He had this in him. Yeah, he did it so, a couple of years ago, didn't he? he yeah. But I think yeah, I argue he's better and, 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 at the moment. And I did say, you know, the competition might spark him up again, like it did last time, and it has done. So it's been phenomenal, mate. It's, and it's, um, you can't beat healthy competition in your own team. You just can't. Yeah, you need. You've got to have it, mate, because players yeah. just get yeah, get just bad attitude and they just the game. If you go the other way, then you're out the door. You just got to suck it up and and knuckle down, and that's what he's done. And fair play to him because he's been brilliant. Do you know? It's interesting, right? Is that Harry Maguire, England's first choice centre back? How, one minute, how have you highlighted the one thing that I got? How are you highlight all the things that I get right? It's because I do you know why? Do you know why I remember it? Is one because I'm a, I'm a, I've always been a big quite a big proponent of uh, of Luke Shaw, but also it's because I clipped it, so I just know oh. I just remember because I clipped that particular thing. Okay. Looking Hope for the clip, that. Made, see? Yeah. That. That. Yes. But <laughs> Harry Maguire, mate, first choice England defender, first defender on a team sheet for England, pretty good in the World Cup. But I would argue he's now Ten Hag's fifth choice centre back because I he's shown that he would pick no. Luke Shaw. Ahead. He, he picked Luke Shaw ahead of him. Yeah, no, I only think he picked Luke Shaw because Maguire was ill. And then, he, was, he was on the bench. He was back. Wasn't yeah, he? and they played him again, didn't they? Um, so yeah, if it was just a one game, I would agree. But he played him two games, yeah. and then when they we're, then we're, they rotated we're not, everyone. We're, we're not equivalent to what the conversation was. He might still have been still in the field that roping you. You know what? Don't we're not privileged to the conversation they've had, so you would expect Maguire to play. But all right, and if you were picking the team, he's probably so impressed with Luke Shaw. Mm. He's, you know, we'll play there again, and, and right. the speed or it matches well better with who they're playing against. Has the kid who we're playing against got speed? Which no, we don't want to have Maguire come back so confident and put him against someone who's going to knock his confidence. Then we're back to square one again. So it might be good management. Then the next game he plays and we win three 0 Man, but so, then do you know he was he? There was a couple of little things he did though, mate. There was one he tried to pass it like first time out, and he hit it out for a corner. And yeah, I was like, I, Fuck yeah, I, I, I see it. But he's nervous, <laughs> mate. Isn't he? You can yeah, see not, that he's nervous. He's just trying to play. Sometimes you, you get it wrong. They're not they're not robots. These players, you know, they're going to get it wrong. So all right, and I'll put it this just, way: it was just unfortunate. Uh, but you know, clean sheet, three 0 happy days. Do you think he goes in the summer, Maguire? Possibly, possibly. So Man City game, we'll skip the cup games. Man City game, twelve uh, thirty Saturday the fourteenth. Right, United got to get a good result. Where's it at? City or United? It's at United, but for uh, Martinez is injured. Varane is ill. Martinez is injured. Would you no, mean? I'm saying so. If they, if Varane and Martinez are unavailable, who would your centre pack, centre back pairing be against Haaland? Strong, quick, 
Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire. Interesting. So you'd pick Maguire over Lindelof? Yes, 100%. Against Haaland, yeah? Would you yeah. pick the same against uh, the Arsenal striker? I forget his name now. But, um, Nikita. Yeah. Yeah, just stick with that same two. Interesting. I think um I think you've got, you've got the you've got the left foot up with, with Shaw to balance it out then. You've got right yeah. foot on the right side and left foot on the left side. Nice balance and you see Luke Shaw, he got his cigar out the other day and he's probably I seen the, the record passes of a player in a game. So well, that ball he's for the the one uh, Rashford goal when it went Fernandez knocked it across. What a ball that was. Yeah, you know, they um when you when you're playing well, confidence, it's it's amazing when you've got confidence mm. as a player. When you lack confidence, it's it's a nightmare. But when you've got confidence, nothing can go wrong. You you just try everything. Oh, we'll talk about confidence now when we talk about Cardiff. Um but uh, I wanna just just to finish on United. Um do you think Luke Shaw, obviously I think he's about twenty nine now. Um do you think his future is at centre back as he gets older? Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, I, yeah. I was surprised how comfortable. I know he's done it in a three. Before. Mate, it's, it, mate it's, it's very, very easy centre half playing centre half. It's very, very centre half are screaming at you now. It, no, but it's, it is. It's the most easiest position in in the world. It is unless you've got unless you've got a real busy centre forward. It is. Yeah. It's the, the I'd say it's the easiest. Okay, I really would. What you know, midfielder, you've got to be up all over the gap. Winger, full back. I just think centre half is just it's absolute cigar territory. Do you know when? Um... That's why. That's why people when they retire or centre forwards or they go back and play centre half because it's that you know cigars out. Yeah, there you go. Pass the ball. Go on, mate. You go. There you go. Do you know what I find interesting, mate? Right, is um, especially United as well when they got the high press and the, the constant like, and you, you very rarely get the ball. Well, yeah, but the, the centre backs. I think that's why um, Maguire struggles is because um, if you look at all the other centre backs, including Shaw, they can all pass the ball quite well. Like Lindelof's got a real good pass at him, whereas Maguire, I think he hasn't got that. Oh, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. No, he disagree. can. He can pass. I'm not saying he's a donkey, like, but he the quality that the other three or four can pull out compared to him, I think that would appeal to Ten Hag, as opposed to Maguire sometimes, and the pressure and I don't know. I just don't. I just don't. I would. For me, I think all four of the other centre backs offer more for the way they want to play. Now, I'm not saying necessarily that Luke Shaw is a better no, centre-back than I, I, Harry Maguire. I disagree because it, I disagree. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have him behind Lindelof. I'd have him in front of Lindelof. Mm. I've watched Lindelof for years. In the big games, he's a clanger. He makes clangers. Yeah, he, he has got big mistake, games. Yeah. Their first choice back four, though, mate, looks real good. With oh, and De Gea's got, in good got, form. You've got a World Cup winner. You've got two World Cup two winners. World Cup winners. Yeah. And, then, and then Luke Shaw and... Who's your right? With Dallow, you're still first choice right back. Either of them. If they keep on playing like that, then you can go with either of them. That's what you mm. want. Both of them to be playing like that. So, you know. Competition, mate. Yeah. Like I said, healthy competition. Um, last question on United. I saw that. Now, they... now Dallow's hard. It's harder for him to get back in. The man's yeah, he's got to work for well, it now, you go, Look, how can, I drop, how can I drop him? He's been playing well. And he's got no arguments. 
they got a couple of cup games, haven't they? So they'll probably play one each out of four. Exactly. Yeah. Unless they bring in a youngster. Um, and that's what that's you want. What, that's what you want. Yeah. That's where you you win the you need, cups mate. and win win multiple cups, having a, a good squad that you can put players in and you don't miss a beat. Hundred percent, mate. Um, last question on United was. Um, I know it's they extend, you know, like you get the auto extensions where they can just add a year on so they can basically negotiate a, um, they negotiate the deal, don't they, by they add a year on and then negotiate the new contract. But the only one they left off, I think they did Rashford's and they did Fred's um, and a couple, I think Dallow's. So they've, you know, they automatically extended for a year. They're negotiating their extensions, blah, blah, blah. But the only one they didn't do was the Hayers. Now, obviously, there was rumours that De Gea was going to go because he was on so much money and Ten Hag, perhaps, you know, he didn't fancy him in some aspects of his goalkeeping. To me, and certainly from what De Gea said this week, that man wants to stay at United, finish his career. Do you reckon um, United just want him to take a pay cut, basically? And that's why they haven't auto-extended it. Who? De Gea. He is on a big big contract, isn't he? Massive money. I think he's just no, I've just heard him spouting. He loves the club. This is my club. Blah blah blah. So take two hundred. Take two hundred grand there. Yeah, no. Oh, mate, but it's you know cost see of living. Much, see how much you love the club. Cost of living, though, mate. Isn't it? How, how, you don't know how can he live on two hundred grand a week, mate? You know, eight hundred grand a month. It's a shocker. Shocker. Well, you got you got a week, mate. A week. You got to take off that. So he's left with half a mil a month. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, it's a hard life, isn't it? Um, speaking of a hard life, mate, it's a hard life being a Cardiff City fan at the moment. Um, so, to my shock and horror, look, I I love Neil Warnock. I, I always I loved him before he came to Cardiff. I thought I, he's a proper old school manager. It's the type of football guy that, when I was younger, was prominent in football, and I I, I love the character. He did a tremendous job at Cardiff City. He saved us from relegation, nearly took us up. I, I really, I got a lot of respect for him. I got a lot of time. I know a lot. I know a few, a lot of people who know him. Say so he's a lovely guy. Got so much respect for him. Didn't enjoy his football whatsoever. He's very pragmatic and didn't do much with the youngsters. And um, some reputable journalists were giving it the the Cardiff have had enough of uh, Mark Hudson and. Uh, he Warnock's going to come back till the end of the season, mate. And to me, that is comical, disastrous, and impossible. Is that what's happening, really? It looks like it. Like, so I assumed at first, when I first saw the headline or the Chelsea guy talking, I, I assumed they were going to bring him in to help Mark Hudson. See, I thought like director of football or some shit. But they're actually on about replacing Hudson. And I get. Like Hudson's but not I, I, doing. And they just signed a, a contract the end of the season. He has, but in when Vincent Tan, in his rare interview, said they've given him a contract, he said he's got a contract till the end of the season unless he does badly. Now, we haven't scored a goal for about twenty years. We are awful. It is painful to watch, but I would rather I would rather go down. With Mark Hudson, then bring in Neil Warnock, and there's nothing really to do with Neil Warnock. I, there's got to be a change at the top of the football club, and I just think the only way that change is going to come is if we go down. Of course, I don't want us to get relegated, but I just cannot see 
these people are leaving the football club unless we go down. I would. There's so many other managers I would rather bring in than if they're going to get rid of Hudson. Fine, whatever. Nathan Jones is going to get sacked from Southampton yeah. soon. Bring him in. They could they could have had a Michael Carrick for instance. Look what he's done to Middlesbrough. Well, mate, they could have they could have had Nathan Jones when he left. You know, he left Luton to go to Southampton. If they, but if they'd got in there before Southampton, Nathan Jones would have come. He's a Cardiff fan. It's they, they, you as think always, you mate, think you'd have turned down the Premier League to Cardiff? No, but when we were looking for a manager, it was before Southampton. Okay, even, yeah. They still had their manager. Like it was just we, as always, Cardiff are very reactive instead of proactive. They wait until the shit hits the fan, then do something rather than thinking, "Well, this isn't going I, well." I'd be if we have to get rid of Hudson. We're really we go for this Cardiff place all the year, six months. This man, this chairman's trigger happy. Oh, I mean, it's not even just that. He's he's trigger happy. The 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 atmosphere is toxic as hell above like away from the team like in the boardroom level it's toxic as hell there's no money to spend whatsoever we got a transfer embargo so we can only get in freeze anyway and the crowds are getting lower and lower because people have had enough of the board is like why would anyone want to come here so that's why i think they're looking at warnock because he is someone who they think one can work with the board he's shown that two the fans was they know mine? I don't know if everyone shares my view. Maybe they don't. Maybe they do. I don't know. But people won't turn on him. At least, like when he comes in, people won't turn against Warnock because of what he's done previously. So, like the board, all they care about is the PR and the optics of it, and just staying up. They don't care how. They just need to stay up. Um, it's it's embarrassing, mate. There's just so as always. Just there's no plan. There's no... It just seems um, like people are panicking there. Yeah, of course they are. And actually, right, up until before the, before the World Cup, we looked all right. We had a few injuries with big players or players who would give us a bit of creativity, a bit of goals and stuff. And then we just haven't got going since the world, you know, since the restart, really. We just don't look like scoring and... Defensively, we've been all right, but not great. And, you know, I think it was the Blackburn game that we lost 1-0, but it was deflected goal. And, like, those little things go against you when you're not playing well. Um, Sean Dyche, look, I think he's a great, he'd be a great choice for what we need. But I just don't see him wanting to go there. Why would he want to come to Cardiff? Why would any manager want to come to Cardiff now? And even if they did, like, I right, will give you, can you just come in till the end of the season, keep us up, and then we'll, what, what fucking benefit is that to anyone? Like, what is it, through four months till the end of the season? Ooh. Who wants to uproot their life for four months, come down to South Wales to a place that's not exactly bouncing? I just, it, it makes no sense. You're better, in my opinion, you'd be better off giving someone to help Hudson, because Hudson, I think, has got some good ideas. You know, I haven't spoke to the man about his his views on managerial stuff as well when he came down to the podcast. Like, I think he's got some good ideas and I think he can be a good manager, but he's got no experience at it now. And we're in a place now where we needed someone 
who was experienced, but not over the, you know, not like a Mick McCarthy or whatever or a Neil Warnock. But we also needed somebody who perhaps at least had a plan. Like, you know, Michael Carrick, you mentioned, has gone into Middlesbrough, first job, but he's got a plan of how he wants his team to play. He brought in the staff he wanted straight away. There was no messing about, no, you know, six weeks after his appointment or bringing in this goalkeeping coach or this striking coach. They were all in there with him in first day. First day, he had everyone he wanted. This is how we're going to play. You're good enough. You're not. This player's coming in. You're leaving. Boom. Done in three weeks, whatever. He had it. And they were playing. They were like a different side almost instantly because he had a plan. The problem with Cardiff is we don't have a plan on the pitch and we certainly don't have a plan off the pitch. I'm fucking sick of it. I can't talk about it anymore. I've had enough of them all. Fuck them. Uh, yeah, you need to get sorted quick, don't we? It's like, what do you do? Like, like, just flitting back to the Premier League, I look at Everton, mate. They are rancid at the moment. Do you stick with Frank Lampard? Like, he's a young manager who has shown glimpses of being a good manager at Chelsea, glimpses of Derby, glimpses at Everton of being a good manager. But so often in all those jobs, he has a run of, like, five, six, seven, eight games, which is just terrible. And I just think in 2023, clubs won't stand for that no more. Like, do you know what I mean? They, they If you have that run of five games of nothing happening, they, you're gone. And yeah. Everton have got rich owners. So why would they wait? You know, I, I, it's, it's very tricky, mate, to be a manager at the moment. I I really think it's, it's, a, it's a thankless job. Because you you're never secure ever. Like, the other, I think there's probably three managers I could think of in the in the British football system who are completely secure in their jobs. Who are they? Ten Hag, Klopp, and Pep. I would say, maybe Arteta, maybe. But I I would question if Arteta went on like. Although no, actually I would say Arteta, and the reason I say that is because at the start of last season. Arsenal were rancid. They were bottom of the Premier League, but they stuck with him, and he came good. Now, does that mean... Do you think that Amazon thing's helped him as well? Did he come across... He came across well in that, didn't he? He came across across well in that, didn't he, Arteta? Like, he's he's coming. But it's like, really, mate, like, if you... Right, say Cardiff are going to get rid of... uh, Hudson, in your opinion, one should they get rid of him to avoid relegation because they're they're just above the relegation zone now. Um, they're not in the relegation zone, and they're you know they're not like on the brink of it. They're they're let's have a look. They're well, they're two points ahead of the relegation zone. Their form is four draws and a loss the last five games, but the teams below them, their form is worse apart from Huddersfield. So, like, you know, there's no one really chasing them down. They're just all the shite teams are going to the bottom. Um, do you sack Hudson, mate? What do you think? Do you no, think- you, uh, no, I wouldn't sack him, no. I think where, where, are you, where, are you, where are you the minute? Fourth from bottom, fifth from bottom? Uh, fifth from, yeah, 20th, fifth from bottom. <clears throat> no, I would, I would... Two points off. I would leave it to there's about... 10 games left, see where you're at there. 
yeah, I think even I, even then, even then, I would have. Yeah, but yeah, it depends, doesn't it? The panickers aren't they? Oh yeah, but if you can't give a club legend time, you can't give yeah, anyone time, got, can you? Got no chance, yeah. But I agree with you. If you give it till ten games to the end, like if we if if he's still struggling with ten games to go, you got to say to him, right, mate, really, we really sorry, we have to make sure that we stay up, and then you bring in whoever, just someone to make sure they don't go down to yeah. the end of the season. Fine, because look, mate, you know the championship is wild, mate. Cardiff could go on a run now and win five games on the bounce. I don't think they will, but they could because the championship is such a random league. Everybody can beat everyone, and you're only like a striker in form away from zipping up six or seven places over the space of four or five games. And some of the players which Cardiff have got, like Isaac Davis and um. Robinson, um, Caldwell, at different points in the last season or season before, have all looked pretty good creatively and going forward. But we haven't been able to get them fit or suspensions or whatever. Get a ball to them. Let you know once, like Robinson, for instance, if he scores one goal, he might go on and score. You know, go on strikers, mate, isn't it? Like as soon yeah. as they score a couple, it's that they look like two different players. But at the moment, Cardiff just can't score. So it's very difficult. I don't think Mark Hudson is necessarily... I'm not saying Mark Hudson you know, is the, the right man for Cardiff. I am just saying that sacking him now is would just be embarrassing. I just don't see the logic behind it. Like, there's a long way to go in. The championship is strange. Um, give him... So what is it? There's... How many games is there? 38? There's more in the championship, isn't there? That's Premier League. I think it's 44 teams. So, so 46. 46, yeah. So, there's 46 games. There's there only 26 in, mate. There's 20 games left. So, you give Hudson another 10 games and see where he is. That's 30 points. So, really, you really want at least 15 games. Anything less than that. And, and that you know that fifteen points out of thirty, mate, would take them comfortably up into mid table because they'd be beating teams around them. To me, I think that's the way to go. But you know, like another shit show today, it was announced that um, Sean Morrison, former captain, uh, he's been out with a serious knee injury since February twenty twenty two. He was on a pay-to-play contract while he recovered from injury. Uh, they've let him go today. And it's after he's been there eight and a half years, mate, club captain, just had a serious knee injury, very, very good championship defender. And he's on pay he's on a pay-as-you-play contract. It makes idiotic, mate. Idiotic. Um, far too much on a relegation team in the championship. They panic, mate, don't they, though? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. They, but you know why they panic? They don't. They don't understand football. Like the people who are making the decisions at the football club, they don't. And there's not one football person in that board. There's a few of my bank make their bankers and businessmen, but they don't know anything about football. So yeah. there's no one to when they're all saying, "Oh, should we bring Neil Warnock back because he did well for us five years ago?" Like, <laughs> you know, he's only what six seventy two or something. <laughs> it's like. 
there's no one who knows football saying, hang on a minute, there's 20 games to go. That's a lot of points to play for. Mark Hudson, he might not be doing the well, well at the moment. The players like him. Let's give him a bit of time. And he's a, he's a young manager. Let's see how we go. No, no, let's let's bring a 70-year-old back. You know. Idiotic. But there we go. That's my rant, mate. I, you've, you've upset me now talking about Cardiff. Fuck's sake. Um, oh, that's why I didn't ask you about. Jack Butland, mate, doing a medical at Manchester United. Yeah. Um, I think that's cracking signing, I do. Yeah, it's not bad, yeah. He's fit. On his mate, only, he's only, 20, only 29 as well. He's yeah. cracking. He was um, on the brink of being first choice for England after Joe Hart sort of uh, capitulated. And then he had a serious, he fractured his ankle or knee or something, dislocated it, maybe dislocated his knee on England duty. And apparently he's never been, I was speaking to a Palace fan earlier, he's never quite, um, not been the same, but like, he always looked a bit shaky since then, since that injury. But um, they said every time he's come in, for Palace, cup games and whatever, always looks solid, good keeper. And I think um, in this day and age, you need three keepers, don't you? Because I think actually Tom Heaton's a pretty good number two. Yeah, but they need a third keeper, and I think it's a, I think it's a good signing for free, and you know, kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, who's impressed you from the Premier League outside of what we talked about so far? Who's impressed you? Um, period. Brighton, Brentford, again. Um, obviously Newcastle, but I'm a big fan of Eddie Al, so I expected that. Um, yeah, and Ten Hag as well. I, you know, I expect him to do well, but after his start, he's done. He's he's handled it pretty well, pretty well. Uh, on the European front, Daily Blind has joined Bayern Munich on a free yeah, transfer. Seen that today, yeah. Yeah, that's a kind of uh, interest. I think that's quite a clever sign in me, me mate. Complained yeah, positions, experienced, good yeah, passer of the football. Played multiple positions. That's what you need to. Every, every team should have a Daily Blind and play multiple positions um, and still be an 8 out of 10. Yeah. 7, 8 out of 10. Yeah, spot on, mate. Um, what do we make of some of these uh, sign-ins that Chelsea are throwing about? All sorts of all sorts of money they're throwing around. They've signed that guy from um, Monaco, the defender, for thirty-five million. They signed that Fofana. Um, it sounds like they're going to sign uh, Fernandez. That Fernandez, mind. Um, you know the young, young, um, the one who won the young player of the year uh, of the World Cup. Um, Enzo Fernandez is it? 106 million met for a 19 year old who's had one good World Cup. Arguably, you know, I think did pretty well. But I mean, that is just unreal money, mate. Mm. What do you think Mbappe would probably go for 120, 130 million? That they're just, that he is going to go for that? Like Mbappe. Well, he's there. Mbappe would go for that, would it? But he's going to go Neymar, for something. Neymar got bought for like 200 mil. Yeah, but I think the, the bubble's burst to a certain degree, haven't it? And now, like, there's yeah. not as many clubs about who will throw that type yeah, of cash yeah. around. Someone's going to have to pay up to that to get Mbappe. He's out in now Mbappe out of contract soon, though. 
like in the next couple of years, or did he sign a new contract? Signed a new one. Uh, like, there's not many clubs who got the money, is there? So, no, you could see like hundred million and some a player coming the other way, I guess. But I still think hundred five million for a, a yeah. relatively hundred five million euros, though. Uh, so he's got a release clause of 106 million pound. I think that's wild, mate. He's 21. Yeah. yeah. You know, look, won a World Cup, played for Ben, plays for Benfica. Um, is it a risk? I think it's a risk. Like he's quite small, so you never know with the small players whether they're going to be adapt to the British game. Um, I think it's a massive risk, me, but. You know, what do I know? I haven't got that money to spend. Um, yeah, so they signed him. They signed that defender. Like, they're throwing cash around. But they're, they've they they've got some work to do, mate, I think it's fair to say. In the Premier League, like Chelsea, uh, I, they haven't looked great this year, have they? Um, say that again. I said Chelsea, like, they're throwing that cash around, but they're down in 10th. Like, they're not, you know, they haven't been... No, you've got you've had a new manager there that's just spent 200 odd million, brought his own players in, and then they've sacked him. You've brought another manager in, so that's that's got to find out who he wants to keep and who he doesn't. And so they're all what's the word? It's just all jumbled up at the minute. But I think um, Chelsea are just in a, a process, but. They can still give teams a bit a game, like they showed Man City. It's nil nil, and they've hit the post <coughs> twice that I've seen. So, um, yeah, so only- they'll they'll come back, mate. But when they're spending the money that they are, they'll come back and they'll be there or thereabouts. It's just getting the right players. It's like bringing these all these players in. You've got to bring the right players in because if you just bring in. Players in willy nilly, they'll go back to where they was in the nineties, where they all had superstars. But you know, they were a cup team; they weren't a week in, week out team. Um, so just to wait and see. But I'm sure, I'm sure they'll get it right. But it's just, like I say, it's tough. United are up there, Liverpool, Arsenal, City. I, I can't see Chelsea making the top four, mate. Um, like they're no, down ten no. miles off. Yeah, mate. I don't. Not this year. No, I agree. Yeah. So I um I forget who said it now. I I heard it either on TV or on the radio. One pundit said that Graham Potter to Chelsea was a bad move for Graham Potter. Like it wasn't the right fit for Graham Potter. Not that Graham Potter was the no, wrong choice for Chelsea. I, I understand what he means there. I understand that because they think he was doing such a good job at Brighton, mate, wasn't he? And um, you know. It's good. It takes time, mate. They've got to stick with him. If they, if they want, if they genuinely want Graham Potter to be a success at Chelsea manager, they've got to give him time. He spent the money now. I'm like, sure. Let him gel the players. I'm pretty sure they said they're not going to go down the route of the, the old owners where they're sacking managers left, right, and centre. I think they're going to give him time, unless he's really, really bad. But um, did the new man, regime sack Tuchel, or did the old regime sack Tuchel? No, it was the new one, wasn't it? So that's what I mean. Like they say, they're not going to go down that route, but they kind of did, didn't they? They sacked the manager as soon as they come in. Doesn't so. make sense. They just spent two hundred million and sack him. So that tells you that they're picking the players and not the manager. 
Well, yeah, that was the other conversation. I, it must have been talk sport in the car, I think. But like, yeah, they were saying about Graham Potter and was it the right choice for him? But they also said there's no way in a million years that he is picking these players. No, it's that, whoever that, that, someone that's above him. That's a problem. Yeah, if you historically look at any club in the world, mate. Now, is he being? Is he being? Uh, is he being told we're bringing this player in? Would you play? Blah, 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 then, then I'm sure that's happening. If it's not, then I'd be worried. Because well, they're bringing it's... players going. Yeah, we bought this. Here you go. Oh, uh, yeah, it's just, just not the right way of going about it. Yeah, like historically, it hasn't really worked a bit when there's, no, a, that kind executive, of no. when there's an executive bring, bringing in the player saying, right, we're, this is who we're signing. Like you look at where it was it Dennis Wise at Newcastle was signing all these players and yeah. the manager didn't want him. It's happened. The only time I've seen it work, but I think in this, and I don't even think it's the same case because I think they're a team is the guy at Man City who was at Barca with Pep as well. I forget his name now. Um, but I think they work as like a team, don't they? They, they? You know, they come as a team from Barca and they work together as a unit to sign the players. It's like a committee or whatever. Whereas, at, you know, Dennis Wise at Newcastle, it does seem at Chelsea now, like there's someone there saying, no, we're signing this player. There you are. Do something with him sort of thing. It's a weird one, mate. Um, guys, you got any questions? Get them in. You got about a couple of minutes. We're going to do our super six predictions to finish. Uh, so this weekend is FA Cup FA Cup weekend, mate. So, my uh, battery, my, my battery. Oh, I've got six percent. Right, let's fly through them then. So we got a uh, Bournemouth versus Burnley at Bournemouth. I've got two one Burnley. Go on the championship. Bournemouth three one. Oof, interesting. Uh, Middlesbrough at Middlesbrough versus Brighton. I've gone 2 0 Middlesbrough. 2 1 Brighton. Uh, Blackpool at home to Forest. 3 1 Forest for me. Yeah, same. Uh, Millwall at home to Sheffield United, all championship. I've gone 2 all. Millwall. 2 1. Brentford at home to West Ham. 2-1 Brentford for me. 2-2. And then finally, Liverpool versus Wolverhampton Wanderers at Liverpool. I've gone 3-2 to Liverpool. High-scoring game. Well, obviously you've not done your homework because Wolves don't score more than two goals. In the ah, but they, I've watched the last two Wolves games, mate, and um, I've been very impressed with the new manager, so that's why but I've... But I'll, I'll reiterate, they haven't scored they don't more. Score goals. Yeah, we'll see. So 1-0, Liverpool. 1-0 to the Liverpool. Excellent, mate. Um, as always, appreciate your time. Nice one to everyone who's watched and all that good stuff. Um, we'll be back next week. Also, but look out for uh, some clips and stuff which are going to be dropping over the next week. Got some new shows. There's a boxing show on Facebook on Sunday uh, with Ben Doty. And uh, former American boxer, Michael Olajady Jr. I'm sure they might have a guest as well. So look out for that and uh, all the rest. Until then, we bid you farewell. A nice one. See you in a bit. Wicked. Diggs. G-I-G-G-S. No. Rodri. Sports Social Podcast Network.